Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. The purpose of this show is to inspire and equip you to reach your potential, maximize your impact, and live a great life while you make the world a better place. Freedom isn't man's invention, it was created by God. Together, we will explore the biblical principles, essential disciplines, and winning habits that help once average people lead the life they want instead of accepting the life they were given. My name is Kevin Tinter, and I am your host. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. Tonight, I am joined by a very special guest who may or may not be clothed. Becca, how you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm most definitely clothed. Hello, everyone. We do record in the privacy of our basement, so. Oh, and this is a late at night, po- well, no, it's not late, but we're both really tired, so it's either going to be not that great, or it's going to be really funny. Actually, it's sure. going to be really good, kind of like that video that we did a couple years oh ago, gosh. slap happy at the end of an event where we were just emotionally exhausted and drained, had a great time, but uh, got a little goofy. But anyways, um, I'm excited to have you join me tonight. Uh, we wanted to talk about a couple of the just uncommon freedom principles uh, that we have implemented um, or some of the mistakes that we made early on in our life that were really taking us away from uncommon freedom. And the first thing we're going to talk about is, or what we're going to talk about on this episode is our redemption of our financial stupid tax, as Dave Ramsey calls it. Calls it. Um, what is our stupid tax, Beck? I had to think for a minute. It was the timeshare. Yes. Yes, the precious timeshare. How share. many of you in the audience, raise your hands, I can't see them, but I still want you to raise your hands, have purchased a timeshare. Now, Ugh. I realize that some of you may have a timeshare and absolutely love it, but statistically, you are in a minority and the vast, vast, vast majority of people who purchase a timeshare regret it. They can't use it. And I heard for years and years and years that literally Dave Ramsey would talk about the fact that literally you can't pay someone to take it. And that's literally what we had to do was actually pay a, a I don't even want you to call it redemption fee or something like that, um, to actually finally unload our timeshare. So, um, Let's go back. We'll tell you all how we made this mistake and kind of the reasons that we are adamantly opposed and would discourage anyone from invest. Well, I'm not even going to say investing because uh, the idea behind an investment is it would go up in Sucker. value. Yeah. And once again, no offense to someone who absolutely loves it, but honestly, if you can learn from our mistakes, uh, we really want to invite you to do that because um, this was the biggest financial mistake we ever made. Fortunately, it really only cost us about $12,000 plus 600 bucks a year for close to 20 years and just some headache and stress. But uh, Beck, how did we all end up with prepaid vacations for down the road when we would have kids so that we could always take a wonderful vacation? Once, at least once per year with our kids. It feels like there's an accusatory tone to the way you're asking this question. There is no accusation. I mean, it could be that both of us bought it, but one of us was suckered in. So, 
Yeah, I'm not so, good at making financial transactions. Like when we sell the car or we were trying to buy a car, and I cry because the lady feels bad letting her car go. And I'm thinking, oh, we'll just give her a little more money. Kevin's telling me to shut up and leave the leave the transactions. So yeah, so what Becca's referencing? I'm emotionally connected to purchases. Apparently, circa 2002, we're actually buying our second car. It's the first car that we've ever purchased as a married couple. Couple because I brought my a car into our marriage. And um, I was in the Marine Corps at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia. You were teaching down in Fredericks? Stafford. Stafford. No, no, no. Not Stafford. Uh, Fredericksburg. Um, Stafford is... The school different. district. Yeah. Moving I'll, on. I'll handle Boring geography. Details. All right. Um, but uh, we needed a second car, and we both had always dreamed of a 1990s era Celica, because that was a poor man's sport car. And we found one, and we had cash... I think it was about a $6,000 car, maybe $5,000. And uh, supposedly we bought it from the original owner and she was in tears and we negotiated. I'm a pretty good negotiator. And uh, Becca's like, we should just pay the full price under her breath. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Stay out of this. I got it. Because back then, whatever... $300 or $500, we knocked off the price of that car. We needed it. So anyways, so. I'm the yin to your yang. Yeah. Yes, you are, Or I'm the pain to your butt. Yes. (laughs) Well, we both, we we compliment each other most of the time. Yes, because how we got to this part of the story was, yes, we were on a vacation in Hawaii to Kauai. First Hawaii vacation that we'd ever taken together. And actually, we are on our way out of the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. we were PCSing, so that is a permanent change of station. That's basically a move from Okinawa back to the continental United States. We were able to do circuitous travel. We were like, oh my gosh, let's uh, let's go to Hawaii. We actually had saved all of our miles from all of our travels back and forth to and from Okinawa. Um, had enough miles to travel first class, which was really that Business class, business class type seat. Yeah. It was not a lay down type of thing, but not being in the back with all the cattle and uh, having someone. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, well, we know. No offense to any of you that ride coach. It was pretty darn miserable. <laughs> oh my we were cattle most of the time as well. So <laughs> sorry. Slap this happy. This is going to be the least. This will mature, be the highest rated the podcast. The least mature yet. podcast that's on here. I'm Absolutely, sorry. but anyways. Okay. So we thought we were living the high life. We were. Let's see. This was 2005, so we were 28 years old, and um, stopped in Kauai, and we're out in town from our hotel that we were staying at, and we see one of these vendors free helicopter ride. We're like, we'll sign up because we didn't have the money for one of these epic, quote unquote, free helicopter rides. And little did we know that helicopter ride was going to cost us $10,000 freaking dollars, right? <laughs> like a laser beam sucked us the, right the, in. The <laughs> most expensive helicopter ride we ever took until, Boy, until we started flying special, private. Though. Yeah. The views of Kauai were beautiful. They were. They were. But then we went the to timeshare presentation. Catch was the timeshare presentation. Oh, man, so. those, if you haven't been to those, you have to have kahunas of steel because 
they're so uncomfortable and you feel so much pressure and it looks so amazing. And they are highly skilled, high pressure salespeople. Yes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not cut out for that kind of life. You're not cut out for being on the receiving end of that (laughs) or the giving end. You're definitely not a high pressure salesperson, but you also suck when you're in front of one. (laughs) Cause here's the pitch. Like I said, Beck and I, we're on our way. And you know what? Honestly, shame on them. They're taking advantage of young military family. But I saw the same thing as a Marine Corps officer. But remember, our finances started out with you choking me. So it was like, you know, not physically choking me. But, oh. you know, we wanted to spend. It was very hard. We were finally making some money. Please do not call the police. No, she doesn't mean I was wringing her neck. I'm using hyperbole. But yes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, our finances were tight. We were very responsible with our finances. So even though we started to make some money, we banked a bunch of money to purchase our first home. So we thought. And yeah, I think we had $25,000 saved up for a house down payment. We had $20,000 saved for furniture for our first home. Oh. So at this point, we've been married about seven years. We'd never owned a home, uh, always lived in apartments, which is totally fine. Um, but you were definitely getting that nesting desire mm-hmm. I wanted to put down some roots and actually own, own a home. And we we had some other savings set aside. So we go to this presentation and uh, I'm like, no, but they really pitch it. Like, listen, you can prepay for vacations and, you know, you know, they ask questions like a good salesperson, find out, oh yeah, we want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, vacations get expensive. So why not prepay? Um and it was one of those things where I I don't remember all the details of that moment, but I definitely was not in on it, but you definitely batted your eyes. And, um, and the funny thing is, do you remember our salesman's name? No. Why in the world it would I remember that? It was a unique name like and he ago. was a horrible, horrible salesperson, except oh my gosh, he now got you're the making deal. Us work. No, but <laughs> now he, you're making no, us sound the extra truth was, stupid. His skills, like I think they said, like these are the biggest suckers in the room. We're going to give them the worst um, uh. salesperson. Uh, but then they bring in the sales manager before they oh, let you go. Like, hey, right. blah blah blah. And that was really kind of that was the highly skilled salesperson. Um, and yes. my we stomach did hurts it. just thinking about this experience. And we could buy that timeshare over many times now. Yeah, for cash with no issues. And uh, bottom line is like, it was one of those things we signed on the dotted line. I, I was not happy about it. We then like the, we did the presentation within a day or two of us leaving. We flew to San Diego. We were, we stopped there. We had a wedding to go to um, for some friends of ours. And then we finally got back to Oregon, which is where we were ultimately moving back to while I began my job search or continued my job search. And finally I pulled out the paperwork and uh, I called Shell Vacations Club. Yes, I'm going to call them out. Yeah. Um, I really don't. Actually, I think now they're known as Wyndham. But um, Shell, either way, I wouldn't do any sh- a vacation club or any timeshare. But that's who we went with. Uh, I called them, and it was one of those deals where I think I was a day, day late and a dollar two short. days, a couple days late. There was literally like a 72-hour lemon law type of thing where we could have canceled um, and it was just, it was kind of like, when we, I don't know if you remember, we first got married, we had that first mattress. We're like, okay, oh, let's try this out. You're trying to return me after we got married. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but literally 
mattress we called on day 31. They're like, oh, it's a 30-day warranty. Yes, You're stuck with that it. Mattress and that mattress was not a great mattress. Yeah. And we, uh, this was, apparently I didn't learn my lesson because I waited a little bit too long. Um, and the way the timeshare works, at least for us, and I know maybe there's some out there that are better, but basically what we bought into was kind of um, a certain number of points that we could use at certain timeshares. And weekends, holidays, peak seasons were took so many points that the only way for us to be able to use it was to go like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, super low season. And what, so what we found was the lack of flexibility made it almost impossible. We didn't, you know, we basically bought the minimum number of points that they would let us buy. So we just didn't have much to use. And what we found was that, um, you know, the supposed exchange, which they talked about, which would give us some flexibility. I don't think we ever want to use it because it was once again, so complicated. Um, and we couldn't really afford to go back to Hawaii for a long time because we couldn't afford flights. We actually never did things. use our timeshare yeah. back in Hawaii. So we, we thought it was how we're going to get back to Hawaii multiple times to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. We used it um, in Oregon and then in Arizona is actually about the only places we ever used it. Um, and frequently we would accumulate points, couldn't use them, uh, ended up, you know, losing the points. And then you had an annual maintenance fee of around four or $500. And so um, what's the point here? Basically we despised it the entire time we owned it. We found that the lack of flexibility, because the one thing they didn't tell us, we didn't know was that as we had more kids, it would get harder and harder. Like we needed flexibility mm-hmm. and there was very little with it. So, um, fast forward. The other thing that I would encourage people to think about is that, um, if you're buying a timeshare when you're younger, the likelihood of you wanting to stay at that level of luxury or lack of luxury is pretty low. So we had a much tighter budget when we bought that and our tastes have changed as our income has grown where we like to stay in nicer places. We personally prefer hotels um, over condo type situations. Um, and, And so the truth is we wouldn't even want to stay in the quality of timeshare that we purchased and there wasn't really a way to upgrade from where we were at. So um, we finally, about a year ago, maybe even a year and a half ago, our assistant started helping us investigate what it would take to sell. Basically selling is impossible. Um, Our timeshare company shell graciously allowed us to pay a fee of about $800,000 and lots of paperwork and about, eight months of waiting. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we finally got the letter letting us know that we're free. We're free. We're free. So basically what you hear people say, Dave Ramsey says this all the time, you're going to have to pay to get rid of it. But for us, it was like, we didn't want that scab coming off every November when we had to pay our stinking maintenance fee. Cause we were literally, literally have not used it. So, yep. um, Becca, yes. we've still managed to, uh, do some pretty cool things with our kids without the timeshare. So we have, and luckily we made kind of a reasonable mistake at the age we were at. We probably should have talked to some people about it, like our parents or, you know, taken a couple of days to think about it, which is where that high pressure sales come in. Cause you know, if we'd walked away, we never would have bought that thing. Yeah. Sitting there in the moment. Yep. So that's a, just a good principle with your finances and decision-making and buying is, you know, when you don't have the freedom to just purchase what you want, when you want, how you want, you know, at least to take that, that time period to step away and get some wisdom from someone else, 
And uh, yeah, be on the same page with your spouse. Because <laughs> I, I think you've, you know, just wiggled the knife just a tiny bit through the last 20 years about that one. But I know we went into it together. But you know definitely what? That was partially my fault for not. The reality you know, is that was our stupid that. tax. And yeah. every person, every couple has some type of stupid tax. And the truth is most people pay a lot more. Yeah. Um, for us, it was, I think, like I said, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. We had cash. So when we talk about the mistake we made, it could have been a lot worse if we had had to mortgage it, which they're offering and actually encouraging us to do. Um, the other thing I would tell you is, I, don't, I mean, you may remember this, that for the first couple of years after that, they would offer us like free three night stays at places. And we did take advantage, well, take advantage with air quotes. Um, but the catch on that was you have to do more another timeshare presentation. They're trying yes. to sell you more points. Now, the good news is um, we learned our lesson and I was very blunt with the salespeople on the front end to say, you know, like, let's say his name was George. George, just want to let you know, the only reason we're here is for the free vacation. Um, purchasing our timeshare through you guys was the biggest mistake we ever made. Poor we George. call it our final, our, 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 our financial stupid tax. So just want to let you know, there is no way ever that we're going to buy any more points, but we gave you an hour. You get it. If you want us to sit through the presentation, we will. If you want us to leave early, we will. And actually most of the times it said very well, you can leave. You've got your free vacation. So I would encourage any of you be very like, if you have to be rude, be rude, make it very clear to them because uh, these are, it's definitely high pressure. Very direct. direct. And I'll let them know that this is the biggest mistake and they weren't going to sucker us again. So poor George. Awesome. Awesome. And you know what, what we got to the point where we realized, you know what, we don't want other people dictating the terms of our vacations. We don't want to have to waste an hour plus the stress because those were very stressful meetings. So anyways, um, stupid tax comments. Let us know what your financial stupid tax was. It'll be fun to hear about that. Um, If you have a timeshare and you absolutely love it, let us know that as well. I'm really curious who has had a good experience. And of course, if you have a timeshare or had one, and for you, it was one of the biggest mistakes you ever made, uh, let us know. I'm sure a lot of you have some pretty interesting stories that are uh, will probably trump ours by quite a bit. So anyways, Beck, thanks for joining me. It was fun. And friends, I hope you learn from our mistake. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Uncommon Freedom Show. Please join me next time as we continue to learn how people are reaching their potential, maximizing their impact, and making the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Your five-star reviews are greatly appreciated and help others join the Uncommon Freedom Revolution. Remember to share this with your friends and family if you think they are ready to go from surviving to thriving. 